Thank you so much, Scotty, for all that you just said, and uh, thanks for trusting me to come up here and speak. This is my first time ever speaking on a Sunday at a church, um, so bear with me, and if it's terrible, you can get mad at Scotty for allowing me to do this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really am honored to be here. As you said, my name is Jack, and I've been coming to Alliance for a year now, really since Scotty took the lead pastor role here at the church. Um, I decided to come along, and it's just been a joy. I wanna say thank you to everyone that is a part of this church for welcoming me and um, friends and, and just being a, a place of welcome for us. It's been fun to see all the growth um, and change in the last year, and I'm excited for where the Lord is taking us all together. Um, so as Scotty mentioned, we are currently in a series where we're clarifying and defining who we are as a church. Um, so up here on the screen is a symbol of these things, that we are a church that is carrying a posture of grace and truth. And then we're operating out of principles to be true to Christ, to be kind to people, and to be sent to And in each of those three principles, there are two practices. So we just looked at over the last two weeks the principle of being true to Christ. Um, Michelle Jones shared with us on creativity. And then last week um, we had Renee Boucher share on prayer, um, which that was one of the most powerful messages I've ever heard. So if you were not here last week, I definitely recommend um, listening to it. Uh, I was down here on my knees crying my eyes out at the end because it was so powerful. Um, so definitely listen to that. Um, and today we're going to be moving on to the principle of being kind to people. And the first practice that we're looking at is hospitality. And so I'm honored to get to share on this because as Scotty said, hospitality is something that has become really near and dear to my heart in the last year. Um, but it hasn't always been um, something that is so close to me. Um, and first, I want to start off by just honoring some of the ways that I have experienced hospitality from this body um, and just celebrating some of the things that I've experienced here. I wasn't planning on doing this, but as I was driving here today and kind of praying about like, what is hospitality at Alliance? Like, what does it look like? I know a lot of people are not here right now for various reasons, um, but I just wanted to celebrate some of the things that I've seen done here in this body um, that were acts of hospitality, creating the kind of love that we are going for as a church. Um, and so the first one was um, a, a couple months ago, a man named Todd Jackson came here um, who was just in a rough situation. He was kind of jumping around to different housing and he needed somewhere to go. And um, Eric and Sue, Todd needed a, a, he needed, he was hoping to get money to get a bus ticket up to um, somewhere four hours north. And um, I had connected with him here at the service and he had called me, but I was out of town. So I called Scotty and then Scotty um, communicated with other people and Eric and Sue ended up driving him like four hours up um, north just to, to help him figure out where he was going. And this was something that they didn't even know. And so I just thought that was like so amazing. Um, and then when I first came here, Bob and Sandy invited Josh and I over for a meal, a dinner, and just like welcomed us in their home. They do a weekly meal in their home. And um, it's just so amazing. It's so encouraging to have you guys um, inviting people into your home to have a shared meal and to pray. Um, and then Lupe, you just carry such a listening ear. Um, if you know Lupe, she is someone who just listens so intently and values the people 
um, that are right in front of her. And I think that that really is what hospitality is. Um, and then um, Mike and Carrie inviting us to do like the yard work and the ground stuff around here. It was a really cool time where I felt like, wow, I'm a part of this getting to, to help and serve this church. Um, and, then, and then lastly, these are just a few of the things that I've experienced, the ways that I've experienced hospitality here in this church. Um, lastly would be Scotty and Monica just hosting us all the time at their house for meals, letting us stay for lunch and then stay through until dinner. Um, we really have like an amazing model of what does it look like to, to live a life of hospitality through Scotty and Monica. Um, because as a pastor, you can take that different ways and not allow people into your life, but the way that they really allow people to see into their life is an amazing example of how we can all live and how we can all be hospitable to others. And then not only that, Scotty comes to our house all the time, like him willing to come and hang out with a bunch of 20 year olds is another show of hospitality. Um, so I just wanted to start first with honoring these ways that I've seen all of you be hospitable and there's so many more. Um, and so I just wanna thank you for carrying a heart of hospitality and for valuing um, people like myself that are coming into this congregation that's been around for years and is in this moment of shifting and coming into new things. Um, so thank you all for that. Um, yeah, I just wanna pray. Um, Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you um, that you were first hospitable to us, that we love because you first loved us. Um, God, we thank you for the way that you care so intentionally for each one of us um, and the way that you see us, you know us, um, and you are for us. God, I pray that, um, Spirit, you would empower these words today. God, that whatever I have would just be you speaking through um, because, yeah, we know that it's not gonna be my words that are gonna impact anyone. Um, so we ask Holy Spirit that you'd speak to each one, that you'd give us something um, to chew on, to move into um, more towards the likeness of your son Jesus. So we thank you and it's in your name we pray, amen. Um, so about a year and a half ago, I was invited over to um, a person's apartment in downtown Portland. I didn't know this guy. Um, and a friend had said, hey, I'm gonna go over to um, this guy's apartment, his name's Logan, and I think they're doing a worship night. If you wanna come, you should come, and we're gonna hang out and have an awesome evening together. Um, and so I said, okay, I'll come along. And I came, it was a, a small apartment, um, and uh, just in downtown Portland, not crazy decorated or anything, but um, this guy Logan really welcomed us in, and when I sat down, he turned um, to the small group of maybe 10 people that were in there, and um, he just said, hey, I want you to know that our house is your house, and um, whatever you want here um, is yours. If you need food, go and open the fridge. If you need to go to the bathroom, it's down the hall. Um, we just want this to be a place of safety and welcome for you, um, and you are welcome here in our place. And then a little while later on um, in this evening, I was sitting on the couch, and Logan came up, and he sat down, and he snapped a Polaroid photo of me while I wasn't even really looking, and um, and then he was like, hey, can you sign this? And I was like, okay, sure. So I signed my name on it and he said, we wanna put you up on our wall um, because now you're a part of our community. You've been here and we want to um, because we value you. And I left that night and 
it did something. The way that Logan interacted with me, it sparked a desire in me. I was like, wow, I've never um, felt hospitality in this way. Many people have been hospitable to me and loved me, and it wasn't that he had a lot of nice things um, or did anything particularly nice. I think we had some burnt, like, frozen pizzas that evening for the meal, Um, but it was just the care that he gave towards me. It was like, Um, The way that he welcomed me in when I was a stranger, I was someone that he didn't even know yet. Um, And the the word in Greek for hospitality in the Bible is philoxenia, um, which means love to strangers. And we see that in Romans 12 and in Hebrews and in a few other places. Um, And that's what I experienced that night was a love to a stranger where Logan didn't have to be hospitable towards me. There was no... um, personal benefit to him, but yet he still showed this kind of unconditional hospitality towards me. Um, And so I want us to jump into Acts chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 42 through 47. Um, We just went through a series on the book of Acts um, where we went chapter by chapter, and and this is at the very beginning, after Jesus has walked the earth with his disciples and then um, he's died and resurrected and he told his disciples to wait for him in Jerusalem, to wait for the Holy Spirit to come and empower them to go out to all the earth um, and to do the things that he had been doing. Um, and so this is where we are. This is after the Holy Spirit has come at Pentecost and this is what the church is Uh, what it looks like, what they're operating in after Jesus has sent his Holy Spirit upon them. So Acts 2, 42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is amazing. To me, this is like the vision for what the church can look like. They're meeting together in homes. It says all the believers were together and had everything in common. They're operating in generosity. They're giving to to anyone who has need. They're selling their possessions so that others can receive. Um, And then they're breaking bread in their homes and eating together. And it says daily, um, they're going to the temple and they're meeting together sharing meals and spending time with one another. Um, And then what the Lord did is he added to their number daily um, those who are being saved. So the first thing that I notice in here is just being devoted to one another. Um, As they have everything in common, they're devoted to one another in love. Um, And Romans 12.10 says, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Um, And we notice there that it's not a, Paul is not giving a a recommendation. He's actually giving it, he's like telling people practice hospitality. If we're believers, this is something that we need to practice. Um, And it is, um, 
it really is just being devoted to one another in love and honoring people above ourselves, regardless of what we have um, resource-wise, if we have a lot or if we have a little or if we feel like, oh, hey, I don't even have a home, so what does it look like to um, be hospitable to someone? It is honoring people above ourselves. It's sitting down like Lupe listens to people. It's sitting down and valuing the person right in front of us um, and being willing to be devoted to people above ourselves and honor them um, before us. And then second um, thing that I notice in here is the generosity. Hospitality requires generosity. Um, It requires sacrifice. Um, If if you're hosting people in your home, um, it's gonna require purchasing food and having drinks if you're, if, you're having a, if you're hosting them for a meal. And it's gonna require the time, effort, and energy to um, cook, even if you're a terrible cook like me, someone who's just lived on mac and cheese. Um, but we can all grow in our um, generosity, and, and it doesn't have to look like that. It can be um, willing to, to walk up to someone that maybe is making us uncomfortable or we wouldn't ne- necessarily um, be attracted to uh, in conversation to approach that person and to give them our time, to sacrifice our time where we can be spending with um, someone who it's easier for us to spend time with them. Um, and then the third thing that I notice in here is um, just sharing meals and time together. There's something significant happens as we um, share meals with people that have different perspectives and different backgrounds. And when we invite people into a space, whether it's um, in our living space or um, at a restaurant or something. I recently met a girl named Lizzie Burke um, just on Friday who works at the Louise Palau Association um, in Beaverton. And um, I was amazed by something that Lizzie shared with me. So she is a young adult, um, recently married, and uh, she created this team called the Coastal Collective. And for the last year, they've um, come together and they've been exploring the idea of what, what are the things that Portland needs? What are the main issues in Portland? Um, and what are the solutions to those issues? And so they came together with a team of, I think, eight of them. And they interviewed um, a bunch of different leaders from around the city. Uh, this, is, this is the quote from Lizzie. We interviewed 50 local industry leaders, business, church, artists, educators, and civic leaders. Um, and like they interviewed Sam Adams, our mayor, as well as a bunch of other influential leaders as well. Um, and when asked about what our city needs most, nearly all of them said, places where people from different backgrounds and with different perspectives can have a long-form conversation, essentially meals. Places where people can share their ideas, listen to others who are different from them, and and leave more empathetic than before. Instead of assuming we know what people think and believe based on a single comment or association, long form conversation requires patience, nuance, and listening. Hospitality. And I was so moved by that, that um, her and this team of young people that have just spent a year interviewing all these different leaders in our city, in the Portland metro area, to understand how can we see change? We, we all see all these issues. It's easy to look at our city um, and see all the things that are wrong. But what I honor is them looking at what, what can we do right? How can we make change? And ultimately the answer to their seeking in that question was, Um, sharing time and understanding people and listening and sharing meals together. Um, 
I love this quote by Henry Nouwen. Um, I have never read Henry Nouwen, but I was researching quotes about hospitality, and this was one that I enjoyed. Scotty told me I could say that as a disclaimer so that I didn't seem like a poser. Um, <laughs> this is the quote. Hospitality means primarily the creation of free space where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. Hospitality is not to change people, but to offer them space where change can make place. It is not to bring men and women over to our side, but to offer freedom not disturbed by dividing lines. Um, and I love that. I think it's important if we ask ourselves, are we creating a free space um, where strangers can become friends instead of enemies? Are we creating a space here at Alliance Bible Church in our homes, in our relationships, um, where we're not just trying to change people, but we're, we're creating a space of security, safety, and comfort for them to come to their conclusions, to experience the love of Jesus, um, to experience all the things that we're desiring, but, but not forcing the change of mind. That's what true hospitality is. Um, and in John 13, 34, Jesus says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Um, and that's so amazing to me that he says, the world will know him by our love within the house of God, by our love for one another. And I think we can ask the same question, like, is it true that someone who doesn't know him would walk in here into this house and see uh, like you loving her or him loving him in, in such a way that they would say truly God is among you, like God is here in this place because of the way that you are loving one another. Um, and if we don't think we're there, the amazing thing is we have Jesus and we have the Holy Spirit who can take us there as a body. He can take us to a place of love that really does look like heaven. And that is how the world is gonna know who he is, is when we as a church are able to lay down our things, to lay down our ideologies, our thinking, thinking I'm right or this is the way, and we can actually just sit across the table from someone who thinks differently than we can, and we can, we can listen to them and understand like, hey, I wanna know you, I wanna know your story, I to know how have you come to these thoughts how have you come to these perspectives because I genuinely want to understand because I care for you um, instead of telling the world hey these are our thoughts of how you should live these are our thoughts of the way to be doing things um, because that's what that's what they were doing in the book of Acts when it says the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved it wasn't that they were going out and doing all this evangelism or had all this training. They were just loving one another. They're meeting daily in homes. They're sharing meals. They're actually selling their possessions and giving the things that, that they want to hold on to. They're, they're selling them and giving them to the poor, giving them to those who are in need. And I believe that this is what we can walk in as a church. And I believe that this is what God is doing today, again in Portland, that he's creating communities of hospitality, that he's creating places like here at Alliance Bible Church, a place where um, his spirit is so present because we're operating in love. We're hosting one another and we're hosting him. We're hosting his presence. And people will walk in here into this house and understand like truly God is here in your midst because of our love for one another. 
And this is something that we've been seeing um, in our home. So we live in a, I live in a community home with a bunch of these guys right here. And all these people, we spend time together every week. Um, we, we, sh- we do shared meals and we pray together. Um, and it's been amazing over the last year to, of trying to figure this out. Like we're young people, we're in our 20s, we don't know how to, some of us don't know how to cook well, some do. Josh is an amazing cook and we praise God and Christian as well, we praise God for them coming into our home um, because I'm not. Um, but it's been amazing to see what the Lord can do uh, with people that are willing. Like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to speak on a Sunday, you know, but I'm like gonna step out and be bold even if I feel awkward and uncomfortable because God can do something with that. If we just step forward in boldness and we're willing to like, hey, I'm uncomfortable by some of the things you said. Can we grab coffee? Can I understand that? Can I better understand you? Then he can do amazing things. Um, And so in our home, uh, Scotty, Scotty helped lead a um, book group where for a few months we went through this Christ-centered leadership development um, book that really formed community amongst us. Um, He taught us a lot and led us in dialogue and discussions. And then um, ultimately it kind of created this community where we were able to pray and discern together once we finished reading through this book, what do we wanna do? And what we felt led to do was to do a shared meal on Mondays. And so it's, it's really simple. All we do is we, different people cook and we have a meal together um, and we do communion and we invite a bunch of people in with different backgrounds. Not everyone that comes is a believer or has the same uh, kind of ideology, um, but we create a free space. We just say, hey, you're welcome to be here. You're welcome in our home. We're gonna love you uh, regardless of, of what you think or feel. Um, but we are gonna pursue Jesus here. We love him and we're gonna seek him and you're welcome here however you are. Um, and it's been amazing to see people be impacted. Um, just last week, we, we talked about hospitality and we dove into scripture in the story of the prodigal son and we asked some questions of when was a time that you experienced um, hospitality that you felt like you didn't deserve. And it was amazing to hear a number of people say that um, being invited to our meal at our home was the place where they'd experienced hospitality that they did not deserve. Um, And I'm seeing this happen not just like in our home, but across Portland, communities of people coming together and um, sharing meals and praying together, uh, just as we see in the book of Acts. Um, And it's just so exciting because the Lord is still working in the same way um, today that he was then in in this book and and I believe that we can all step into that wherever we're at. Um, My hope and desire is that today would maybe move you through some of these scattered stories, um, would move you a little bit further on the journey of what can I do to to better host people? Um, Because ultimately uh, Jesus, our God, is uh, his act of incarnation is the ultimate act of hospitality. Becoming like us, Yeah, laying down his divinity. So I wanna read um, from Philippians 2, 5. Um, It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. 
I'm going to read it one more time. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. This is the God that we serve. Um, One who laid down, he was in heaven, he had everything, he had all the resources, he had his relationship with the Father, and he laid it all down so that he could become like us, so that he could come near to us, so that he could experience the temptations and the trials that, that we experience. He came close. He's not a far off God who is speaking condemning words, telling us, hey, you need to be this way. He's a God who comes down into the mud with us, who comes into the dirty, unclean places. We see Jesus all throughout scripture coming close to a woman caught in adultery, um, coming close to someone who has leprosy, who, who isn't uh, welcomed in, in the society at the time. And this is the God that we serve as one who comes near. And so we, um, can live into the likeness of Jesus by moving into those awkward situations, by moving into those difficult situations where we um, lay down our, oh, I have these good relationships and I see this person who um, is outside of, you know, this like nice thing that I have built here. We can give up, we can lay down what we have built here to welcome in someone who doesn't have maybe the same relationships or or maybe isn't as good at communicating or building friendships. Um, We get to model our lives after Jesus and um, become like others around us and identify with them. Scripture says um, to identify with the lowly. And yeah, I think that um, hospitality is, is often awkward and uncomfortable and we have to start somewhere. Um, it just takes the simplicity of walking over to a neighbor's house or um, a willingness to be inconvenienced um, by something happening. We have our things going on throughout the day Um, but we have to be able to open our minds to be inconvenienced by the things going on around us. Um, So I wanna share uh, a story of um, one of our neighbors. Um, When we first moved in, just kind of on this idea of a willingness to be inconvenienced um, by the things going on around us and uh, what that can produce. So um, the very first day that we moved into our home, my car alarm, as we're moving in, my car alarm started going off out in the street and I was like running around trying to find my keys. I couldn't find my keys anywhere. They were lost in uh, all the moving and I was like, dang, this is the worst way to meet all the neighbors just with my car alarm blaring, like everyone's gonna hate me. And um, this elderly Korean woman walked out of her um, house and was just like standing there staring at my car as the alarm is just blaring super loud um, and I'm running around frantically trying to uh, trying to find the keys and I can't find them and eventually the car alarm goes off and I walk up and start saying hello to to this woman who I meet her name is Chung Chi and she invites us into our home um, 
She didn't take just this car alarm going off as a huge inconvenience to her day and get mad at us. She invited uh, a few of us into her home. She said, hey, would you wanna come in, have some soda? Um, and so she sat us down around her little chairs. And she also doesn't speak very good English. Um, she's lived here for, for a while, but um, it was kind of hard to communicate, but she still invited us into her home and um, brought out sodas and started giving us drinks and just welcoming us in. And she started telling us this is where um, we host Bible study in my house, is right here around um, these chairs. And this is my next door neighbor. And she says, um, and I tell her like, oh, that's amazing. I'm a Christian as well. We're believers moving into this home. And it was so cool. She was like, I've been praying that um, believers would move into this home, just good people would move into to be my neighbors um, because she's a, she's a widow um, and she lives by herself and she's, she just turned 90 recently. Um, and so this, Chung being willing to um, be inconvenienced by my car alarm and welcoming us into her house was the start of like a beautiful friendship and relationship that has gotten to form over the last year of being neighbors with one another. So now Chung regularly cooks us like hundreds of dumplings for our meals and we get to go over and help her um, do yard work in her backyard. Uh, a few months ago, a handful of us went to her Korean church with her where it's 100% in Korean and none of us spoke Korean. Um, and everyone there was very confused. They were like, what are all these like white dudes doing here in our church? But it was, it was very cool to come and to experience like, what does your reality look like? What does your lifestyle um, look like? And then recently it was Chung's um, 90th birthday. She just turned 90 um, back in January. And we wanted to do something nice for, for her birthday um, because her family couldn't come due to COVID things and she was just gonna be alone in her home all day. And uh, so we came together and we got her some nice flowers and a present. Um, but then we thought, oh, it'd be cool to actually include the other neighbors in this as well. So we walked around and we knocked on the doors of all the different neighbors and we said, hey, it's Chung Chi's birthday. No one actually knew her name. No one, no one had a relationship with Chung, even though Chung has lived in this home for 40 years. Um, and we walked around to each of the neighbors and we said, hey, we're, we made a card if you wanna sign it. Um, we're giving some flowers and some nice things to Chung for her birthday. And what was so cool to see was our neighbors um, actually wanted to give gifts as well. One of our other neighbors made jam for, for Chung and said, hey, make sure to tell her that, that uh, we wish her a happy birthday. Um, and, and other people gave in and signed the card as well. And then we got to come and on Chung's birthday, um, we sang her happy birthday and gave her these meager gifts, um, but, but what she said was something that really struck me. She said, in all my 40 years of living here, no one has ever known that when it was my birthday, and no one's ever wished me happy birthday. And it was amazing because we got to invite our, our whole neighborhood, our community, not everyone in our cul-de-sac, not everyone's a believer, but they all came into this move of hospitality and love for Chung in response to the way that she opened the door by inviting us into um, her house and into her life. Um, and so it's just amazing what the Lord can do if we're willing to step into awkward situations, if we're willing to be uncomfortable and say yes to things like that. We can see, um, we can see God move in a neighborhood. We can see him move um, 
in friendships and in communities in, in ways that we wouldn't have thought before, but it just takes the willingness to, to take a step and to be uncomfortable and to put ourselves in a situation that, um, that we would not ordinarily have been in. And so I wanna close with just, just some encouragement to think about um, wherever you're at. Like we're all in, in different places, we all have different gifts and talents. I was talking with Josh last night about how um, even in our home, like we have totally different gifts and ways of doing hospitality. Some of us are a lot more introverted or like intentional and wanna do one-on-one -on -one conversation or wanna do acts of service for people. Um, so I'd encourage you just to ponder uh, where you're at. Like if it's really difficult for you to engage in conversation with people, maybe try that. Whether it's here in this, in this community, like even today, um, go up and just shake someone's hand and say, hey, this is my name. Like tell me a little bit about what you do or, or your story. Um, take that next step. If, if you have a home and you're like, I really want to um, be able to, to host people or I don't currently have anyone over to my home, I think regardless of, you know, homes being clean or nice or, or ready to host people or whatever, we can take a step and we can invite someone into our home for a meal um, and prepare that for them. And so I would just encourage you to, to reflect on where you're at in terms of hospitality and how we as a church can begin to look more like Acts 2 where um, they are meeting together every day. They're breaking bread in the homes. They're selling their possessions, living in hospitality. And what does the Lord do when they're doing that? He adds to their number daily because everyone is seeing the love within a community. Um, so yeah, I just wanna pray um, for us. Father, we thank you for uh, your love. God, we thank you for um, your love for each one of us. God, thank you that you can take um, yeah, just anyone, that you can use anyone, that you can use broken people to step into awkward or uncomfortable situations for the sake of love, God, that you can do so much with that. Um, Father, I thank you that you can use this body um, to become a place of love even more than it already is, God, that we can uh, learn to humble ourselves and to, to care to honor one another above ourselves, to see the people around us, to see their needs and their desires, um, and to value them. Jesus, I thank you for the ways that you are working in this church. God, I pray that you would spur us on to do good works, that you would um, encourage us to move forward in hospitality, whatever the steps look like for each one of us. God, I pray um, that you would show us how we can um, take an action this week or even today, um, if we can text someone or um, have a conversation, invite someone over. God, I pray that you would give us each tangible things that we can do to move forward, to look more like you, Jesus, as we um, love and serve one another and the world around us. In Jesus' name. Amen.